Welcome to the DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers podcast. I am Dale Lally, your host, and uh, today I'll be going over uh, some of the Steelers free agents uh, for the 2022 season. Uh, Of course, the Steelers just wrapped up their season, and uh, Mike Tallman held all of his player exit interviews uh, this week uh, as the Steelers head into the offseason. So uh, they have a a little bit of time here to get some of these guys signed and uh, that, that would be mid-March when the free agency begins. So um, the Steelers have some, some time here to get some things done. Uh, of course, the next big thing on the schedule for them will be going to the senior bowl uh, in Mobile, Alabama in a couple of weeks. Uh, of course, I'll be there uh, with the coverage of, of everything that goes on in Mobile. Uh, of course, the Steelers will be uh, linked heavily to uh, many of the quarterbacks, uh, five of the top six quarterbacks in this year's draft will be down at the uh, Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what I hear and see uh, with that and from that uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks here uh, as we get into the uh, more into the offseason. Uh, but looking at the Steelers free agent list going into uh, this offseason, obviously Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, his contract voids at the conclusion uh, of the Super Bowl. Uh, he won't be back. He's retiring at, at the end of this season. Hasn't announced that yet, but that's a, that's a, that's a done deal. Uh, they get a couple other guys who have contracts that void as well. One would be Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I think the Steelers will make a pitch to keep Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, and I, I don't know that that's going to be necessarily a, a real tough sell for Juju or the team. Uh, he came back this year on a one-year, $8 million deal. Um, I could see the Steelers offering something similar again this year uh, on a prove-it deal because, uh, quite frankly, he didn't get an opportunity to play a whole lot this season, did come back for the playoff game after uh, injuring that shoulder and having surgery. Um, you know, given the, the market for wide receivers and what people, what other teams are looking for a wide receiver, they want that, you know, if you're going to pay a receiver – uh, 15 to 20 million dollars a year you probably want somebody who's an outside receiver who's a game breaker uh, Juju's more of, of, a, of a slot receiver has tr- some trouble getting off of uh, press coverage and those kind of things that's why you play him in the slot more and I think he has more value for the Steelers than maybe he has for some other teams so I think you know something around that that same one year eight million dollar uh, deal that he got this year could get that done pretty easily uh, Eric Ebron's Void uh, deal also voids after this season. He won't be back. Uh, Akella Weatherspoon, uh, his contract actually voids after this year as well. Uh, he was on a one-year deal uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, who signed him to a one-year, four million dollar deal um, last year as a restricted free agent. Now he becomes a uh, an unrestricted free agent. The Steelers would love to have him back. Uh, he played really well for them uh, in the second half of the season. Um, took him a little time to get in there, get acclimated. Um, but once he did, um, he was a, a really good cover corner, showed some good ball skills, needs to get better with his tackling. Uh, that's one thing that I'm sure Mike Tomlin mentioned to him. And one of the reasons why he couldn't get on the field early because he's just, you know, not a strong special teams player, uh, because of that lack of, uh, a tackling ability. But I think he'll get better with that. He's got good size. I think it's just a, a matter of getting him into training camp, uh, a full off season, uh, workout program. And, and uh, you know, he, he could reap the benefits of that there. Um, so those are the guys whose contracts void for the Steelers. Uh, Trey Turner as well uh, had a voidable deal. Um, I don't know that Trey Turner, uh, you necessarily bring him back. You keep him on the 
you keep his number on the speed dial. Uh, if, if some other things don't work out, maybe you bring him back. Um, but I would look, uh, look to upgrade that, that right guard position if possible, either through free agency or in the draft. Um, as far as the unrestricted guys, uh, Joe Hayden is, is 33, going to be 33 in April. Um, he has value. He has value in the locker room. I think that's going to be a difficult one for Mike Tomlin. Um, you know, and Joe Hayden in, in particular as well. You know, if you're Mike Tomlin, when you sat down with Joe Hayden, you say, look, we, we, we love what you've done for us. We would like to have you back. We can't guarantee you a starting spot. If you do come back, you're probably going to have to compete. There's a chance that, the, that you would only play in nickel and dime situations uh, on the outside. We really like Akella Weatherspoon. We'd like to bring him back. Uh, you know, we'd like to bring, you know, obviously we have Cam Sutton back. We think you could be in that mix as, as one of our top three cornerbacks, but it might be a situation where Witherspoon would play ahead of you in the base defense. And, you know, he talked to Hayden to see if he's, he's, you know, amenable to uh, coming back under that. Maybe he wants to go and try to uh, win a Super Bowl next year. I'm sure there's some teams out there uh, in need of a veteran cornerback, you know, who could, who could, uh, you know, be a leader in that locker room. He still wants to be a cornerback. He has no interest in playing safety. Um, so, you know, I, I think you keep that conversation with him and keep the line of communication open. Um, Terrell Edmonds, I know a lot of people looked at what happened with him uh, last offseason when the Steelers didn't pick up his uh, fifth-year option, and they, they saw that as the team being unhappy with him. That is absolutely 100% false. Uh, they're not unhappy with the play of Ter uh, Terrell Edmonds. They've not been unhappy with that play, um, but they couldn't pay Terrell Edmonds uh, they couldn't pick up the fifth year option on Terrell Edmonds and also do it for Minka Fitzpatrick and, and then be tied locked in on paying their two safeties, $20 million in 2022. What they'll do is, is, is try to, uh, to get a deal done with Terrell Edmonds before he gets to free agency. Um, you know, they, I could see, you know, a, a four year, $24 million deal, a four year, 20, six, 27, $28 million deal, something along those lines that keeps that, that salary a little bit lower in 2022 and gives them some flexibility to do some other things. Uh, but they like the way that he works with Minka Fitzpatrick. They have a nice uh, symbiotic uh, relationship there. Uh, Edmonds was really good this year in terms of covering tight ends and they'd like to have him back. Um, James Washington is, is another scheduled unrestricted free agent. Uh, he, he was essentially the number four receiver uh, going into the season. That really didn't change even when Juju Smith-Schuster went out uh, for the season. Uh, James Washington remained the number four receiver because he doesn't really play much in the slot. Uh, that, that job went to Ray-Ray McLeod with a lot of the slot work. Uh, that's a disappointment uh, you know, for a former second-round pick uh, that never really seemed to uh, get his feet under him after a a pretty good 2019 campaign where he led the team in receiving yards. Um, you know, they drafted, uh, they drafted Chase Claypool the next year and Claypool moved ahead of him. Now late this year, uh, Claypool and Washington ended up sharing some time because uh, of some of Claypool's issues on the field. Uh, but still Washington didn't do much with that. He could have some value to another team. We'll see. 
but there are, as, as the situation was with Juju Smith-Schuster, a lot of, of receivers out there. The draft is always deep in receivers. Um, I think the Steelers wouldn't mind having James Washington back. If he's your number four, you're in, in pretty good shape. There might be a team out there that sees him as more than that. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I would put James Washington's return at, at probably uh, 60% uh, that he leaves and 40% that, 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 you know, there's a chance that he returns. Um, speaking of Ray Ray McLeod, I think that, that uh, you know, he's a guy that, that uh, they'll want back but not back in that role as the number three guy. You're much better off with Ray Ray McLeod being your five or six and just being your return guy. I think he's got value as a return man. The question becomes then, do you want to pay him the kind of money that it's going to take, uh, you know, more than a a million dollars a year uh, to be a return guy? I'm not so sure about that. Maybe you can get younger and cheaper there, uh, but he has proven to be a pretty solid guy in that regard. And, you know, when he had to play down the stretch, uh, made some big catches at times. Um, you'd like to always, of course, do better than that. But, you know, as, as, your, as your number five or six, not a bad option. He's going to be active on game day because of the return abilities. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Ray McLeod. Uh, Arthur Millette is also a, an unrestricted free agent this year. And I thought he did some good things out of the slot. I think there's some things – I think he'd, he'd – he'd, wouldn't mind having him back, but you'd also like to have somebody take that job from him. And if that happens, then he doesn't make the team coming out of uh, training camp, but proved to be a, a, a you know, a, a reasonably valuable guy that they brought in. Um, you know, he's, he's not Mike Hilton. He's not a great blitzer, um, you know, but Hilton's not great in coverage. Uh, Millette was okay in, in that area, um, but I still think you can do better there. Uh, Montrevious Adams is a guy that a lot of fans uh, want back, and I get it. Um, you know, I, I think he stepped in in a tough situation after he was signed off the, the practice squad of the uh, of the Saints um, and, and stepped right into the starting lineup. But let's also not forget that he was part of that defense that allowed all those rushing yards this season. Um, I, I think he's would be, again, much like, you know, the situation with Akello Weatherspoon, You'd like to see what he looks like after having a year of uh, or a, a training camp and, and learning what they want out of their system. Um, and, and then maybe, you know, you have something there. He's obviously athletic. Uh, you know, he's a big guy. He, he has some pedigree. He was a third round draft pick, was a highly recruited guy coming out of uh, high school. Um, so I, I think they'd like to have him back. I think he wants to be back. I, I see that deal getting done. Same thing with Taco Charlton, who they, who they signed late in training camp. Flashed at times, made some plays. Again, high pedigree guy was a former first-round draft pick. If you bring him back as, as a, a rotational guy, um, you know I think that works. I think you can you have something there that that you can certainly uh, work with with Montrevious Adams uh, and Taco Charlton. So I think both of those guys are back. Can't say the same about B.J. Finney or Kalen Balage. Um, I think you'd like to do better than both of those guys. Uh, Finney had some back issues this season, um, you know, when he did get a chance to play. I know this, you know, the Steelers at one point thought very highly of him, uh, but he's 31 now. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe the time has uh, has come that that one is, uh, um, you know, again, you'd, you'd like to do better than that. Same thing with Bellage. I think the Steelers really need to go out and find, if they're going to go sign a veteran running back, 
um, get somebody who, who has a little more pedigree than Balage. Um, he did some good things for them this year, uh, but never really settled into any kind of real role. Um, you know, they, they need somebody behind Najee Harris um, who can, can provide something should he go down. And I, I'm not sure that Balage is that guy. Uh, Chooks Okorafor is, is another one of the guys who's going to be a uh, unrestricted free agent. And he's a guy, to me, they should sign. Um, he's a 25-year-old. Actually, he hasn't even turned 25 yet. Uh, right tackle, uh, has left tackle ability. Uh, still getting better. Uh, he just finished his fourth season. Two of those have been as, as a starter. Um, you know, I think he's an average NFL starting tackle. And those kind of guys uh, do get paid on the open market. I think there's a lot of teams out there that could use a guy like that. I'd try to get something done with him before training camp or before the free agency period opens. And, uh, you know, the thing about a core four is he doesn't miss a lot of time. He's, he's been healthy. He's been durable. Um, that means something, especially when you compare him to the guy who he was battling in training camp with two years ago for that right tackle job, uh, Zach Banner. Uh, he's the exact opposite, hasn't been available. Uh, so if it comes down to a situation where you're either going to keep a core for, you're going to keep Banner, I'm keeping a core for uh, nine times out of nine, 10 times out of 10, he has to be the guy that you keep just because of that durability factor. Uh, the final uh, unrestricted free agent for the Steelers uh, going into this offseason is Miles Killebrew. And, you know, when he, when he got signed, a lot of people kind of turned their nose at the, up at that and said, why are they signing this guy for? Um, he made a couple big plays for him this year. He made a lot of big special teams plays for him, blocked two kicks. Um, that can't be overstated. I mean, this is this was a guy, this kind of guy that you need on your roster uh, as a core special teams guy and also got some run on defense. Not a ton, but when they played teams that were, were run heavy, uh, particularly the Ravens, he was out there a lot in those in those games. Um, you know, so I think there's some value there. Uh, wouldn't mind having him back on another one-year deal if they can make that happen. And I certainly think that they can. Uh, would probably like to see that go happen as well. Uh, if you're looking at their restricted guys, it's Robert Spillane, Dwayne Haskins, Marcus Allen. Um, Spillane is definitely going to be back. They'll tender him an offer. They probably ten- uh, uh, they'll, they'll also tender an offer to Dwayne Haskins. Allen, to me, um, I, I know he played some, and you know that was more because of the inadequacies of the other linebackers, injuries, COVID issues. You'd love to bring somebody in that's better than Marcus Allen. You'd hope that you would hope that that's Buddy Johnson after one year on the roster. Um, I, I just think you can always do better than than Marcus Allen, although he's been a core special teams player as well. So we'll see where that goes with that. But uh, that is the Steelers' uh, list of, of free agents. I think that's what they're going to try to do with some of those guys. Uh, there's a few guys there that they will try to re-sign. Uh, some that they're going to let test the free agent market and see what happens. But uh, going to be an interesting offseason. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on with the season that's still going on right after this.
Welcome back to the DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers podcast. I'm Dale Lawley, your host, and uh, we're going to take a look now at the uh, NFL playoff uh, skit slate here. The Steelers, of course, got uh, knocked out of the playoffs last week in that game against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs now get a big game this week against the Buffalo Bills, a team that beat them in the regular season pretty handily, too, in Buffalo or in, in uh, Kansas City, I should say. Um, Interesting game, and that's going to be one of the Sunday games this week. Actually, the uh, it's going to be the late game on Sunday. Uh, Kansas City favored by two in this game. The over-under is 53.5, so, so the people in Vegas think that uh, this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I kind of do as well, uh, and I kind, of like the, uh, I kind of like the Bills in this one. I think they're playing good football. I think that, that – uh, their defense will be the difference in this one. I think the offenses are pretty similar. Uh, I'd give that maybe a slight edge to the the Chiefs in terms of the offensive output on this one. Uh, but I think the defensive uh, side of things definitely favors the Bills. And I think they pull out the win here. I know Kansas City is a very tough place to play. Uh, but, I, you know, I really like the way that Josh Allen is playing. The Bills are running the football a little bit more over the last six weeks. They've, they've gotten Devils, Devin Singletary a little bit more involved. And so I, I think that they uh, pull this one out and and wind up uh, in the a, uh, AFC Championship game, and uh, you know who they'll play. Well, that that remains to be seen because the other AFC game would be Cincinnati, the four seed, at Tennessee, the one seed. That game's going to be at four thirty on Saturday. Tennessee's favored by three and a half. Derrick Henry's coming back. When this when the <laughs> when the Titans have had Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown this season. They only had it for seven games. They went 6-1. and one. They're going to have Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown available in this game. Um, I like the Titans to win this one. I know Joe Burrow and the Bengals are a great story, and everybody's high on those guys. Uh, you know, I, I think they've got a bright future, um, but I just think that the, the, the Titans in this game, they're rested. Um, you know, everything is getting everybody back here. Uh, I, I think that the uh, the Titans win this game and end up hosting the Bills next week in the AFC Championship. Uh, in the over in the NFC at the eight fifteen on Saturday night, you get the 49ers at the Packers. Uh, 49ers the sixth seed. They upset the Dallas Cowboys last week. Not that that was an upset. I picked the 49ers to beat the Cowboys, um, but. In this one, Green Bay is favored by six. The over-under is 47. Uh, these two teams met during the regular season. In San Francisco, the, the Packers winning that one 30-28. Um, the Packers went 8-0 at home this year, and only one of those games was decided by a touch, by less than a touchdown. Uh, that included a 10-point win over the Steelers uh, early in the season. They've been very good, and uh, they were very good this year despite missing a lot of key pieces. Uh, they're going to get some of those key pieces, much like the Titans. That week off for them gave them a chance to get some of these guys who had been on injured reserve back. Uh, I, I think the 49ers are a matchup problem for anybody, especially if you can't stop the run because they know who they are. They're a very run-heavy team. They they're, they're rely on that more so than any other team in the league. It's going to be a cold day in Lambeau Field. That won't affect the 49ers. Um, but I like the Packers in this one and I like them to cover that spread. I, I really think that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing really good football right now. 
Uh, he'll find a figure out a way to win this. And again, you're getting guys like David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander's back. Uh, you know, they, 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 they're getting healthy at the right time. And, and that's a key, key thing for this one. Uh, the final game of the weekend is Sunday at three o'clock. We have the Rams, the four seed at the two seed, the Buccaneers. This is another rematch and the Rams beat the, the Bucks, uh that was earlier this season. That was in Los Angeles, Tampa Bay's favored by three in this game. The over-under is 48. I'll say this. The Buccaneers are, are kind of the opposite of some of these other teams that are getting healthy at the right time. The Bucs are getting a little more banged up. Uh, they're missing, uh, you know, they, they could be without Tristan Wirfs. They're all pro right tackle. Uh, he had a high ankle sprain last week against the Eagles. Um, you know, they, they, they get some issues at wide receiver. Uh, no Chris Goblin in this game. They'll use uh, Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans, I would think, quite a bit as much as possible. Um, that's going to make things awfully difficult uh, for the the the, uh, the the Buccaneers in this game. Um, I, I really kind of like the Rams in this one. Um, you know, I, I think that the Bucks are vulnerable. Um, you know, Tom Brady. Uh, typically doesn't get to a Super Bowl when he has to. Uh, he, he's never, I don't think he's ever gotten to a Super Bowl when he had to play a wild card game while well, they just had to play a wild card game last week. Uh, so I kind of like the Rams to pull off the upset here. And that would give me a, a Rams Green Bay NFC championship uh, to go along with that Bills Tennessee AFC championship. Um, that's what we have to look forward to this weekend. We'll be back again uh, next week. I'll preview uh, maybe some of the Senior Bowl stuff, and we'll talk about the uh, conference championship games along with what's uh, facing the Steelers uh, in, in the upcoming weeks here. We'll see if uh, Mike Tomlin makes any uh, changes on his coaching staff. We'll get to all of that here. Lots of offseason stuff to get to, uh, but we appreciate you listening to the, uh, the uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers podcast. You can like the uh, podcast on uh, whatever platform that, that you listen to us on, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, gives the uh, all of our podcasts it raises the level up for that. Uh, but I'm Dale Lally, and thank you for listening to the DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers podcast.